Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bringing Virtual Care Home, a part of the Slice of Healthcare podcast network. My name is Tina Nall. I'm the Chief Clinical Officer at Anelto, and I am your host for today's podcast. I have with me a guest, Brett Larson, who's the CEO and co-founder of eVisit. And today we're going to be talking about why telehealth is important for vulnerable populations as, as it pertains to healthcare. So hi, Brett. Thank you for agreeing to join me today. And I'd like you to share with the audience a little bit about your background and what brought you to this position. Yeah, thanks so much, Tina. It's a, it's a exciting to be to be on. Um, so my background educationally is in accounting and marketing. I got my degrees from Arizona State University. Um, started and sold my first company during my undergraduate program there. Um, I was a little bit older. I took a couple gap years before I started that, um, and knew I wanted to do it again. Knew that I wanted whatever it was to have huge impact um, in the world. And, uh, and so I took a position with a healthcare startup in North Scottsdale in the healthcare technology space. Um, and that's really where I kicked off. So I've been in HCIT and telemedicine specifically for a little over a decade now. Uh, I started eVisit about eight, eight years ago. So I'm, I'm, I'm one of the founders and the CEO of the company. Um, and I've worked, uh, for the last eight years to simplify healthcare delivery to everyone everywhere. eVisit started as the idea that, um, one of the two main rights that we should have as human beings is the availability and access to qualified care. And unfortunately today, we don't have that. Not everyone has that. It's very much dependent on one's socioeconomic status or where they live uh, and other demographics. And so we started eVisit with the idea that the trend of the national provider networks that was cropping up, the uh, the, the Teladocs and the Amwells of the world and the MD Lives and the Doctors on Demand, while, while their efforts, I think, are, are good, um, that disconnecting patients from their, their provider, from geographically relevant care where the provider knows them, they know the market they're requesting care in, would ultimately lead to a divergence in outcomes. And so what we focus on selling to large enterprise health systems and, and helping them advance their, their care delivery strategy and provide better access to to uh, the consumers in their market. Wow, that's great! And eight years you've been doing this, so you you started this ahead of the pandemic as well. Um, yeah, very very interesting <laughs> that you identified that need and great. Uh, so, can you tell us, in your opinion, what the future of healthcare in the home will look like? Yeah, so I, th I think the future of healthcare is in the home, and I think there there are a couple of trends that are driving that. Right, um, if you look specifically at the profitability of ambulatory, for example, um, it's it's not there. On average, health systems lose one hundred and fifty thousand dollars per provider per year in ambulatory. Um, there's there's a need to push care back into a setting where one, it can be profitable; two, it can be monitored; and three it doesn't compromise outcomes. And actually, if you look at the data, uh, we're actually seeing, you know, in certain pilot scenarios where even in acute settings where care is being pushed back into the home or introduced back into the home, that outcomes are improving, that, that healthy patient, healthy patients, the, the days they live increase, uh, their quality of life is better, they're closer to those who love and care about them, 
um, overall, I think I think it's a trend that we'll see continue, uh, and 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 uh, especially as we validate it, right? We want to make sure that we're doing it safely, but but that's a big trend that we're seeing, and I think we'll continue to see that move in that yeah. direction. Yeah, um, I absolutely uh, see that happening. Um, moving patients out of hospitals with limited bed capacity as shown by the pandemic um, and having it be an extremely expensive place to, to render care. So, yeah. Um, so in addition to telehealth, what other technologies are critical to the future of healthcare in the home? So healthcare in the home is, is really dependent on connectivity and access, right? So as you think about, I mean, we already, a lot of us are already wearing the, the peripheral devices using the technology that, that needs to be introduced, right? I, I step on a, a connected scale every morning. You know, when I get out of bed, I, I wear my Apple watch, which can track my, my pulse ox and my, and my, you know, my, my heartbeat. And I mean, there's my blood pressure, like there's, there's connected blood pressure cuffs. Um, Tido Care, uh, a company in the space, is doing a lot by way of, of connected health devices. Uh, so I think you'll see a lot of those things introduced in a way that allows providers to monitor uh, and track patient progress. Um, healthcare is getting smarter, right? The technology that we're using is more informed. We have more data. The data is better, uh, is, is better addressed, better analyzed, um, and we're, we're seeing we're seeing a lot of those things come together. So I think it's an ecosystem of technologies, but I think most important, they need, they need to be introduced naturally, right? Like as much as we can uh, incorporate them into things that we already use, our Apple watches, our Fitbits, our, you know, Android, Android watches, I think that's where we start to see the trend really take off um, when it's, it's a more natural um, introduction, right? When, it, when it's, it's things that you don't have to go out and buy a separate device, um, i.e. more accessible. Yeah, yeah. And and cell phones are not a thing of the past, even for the most vulnerable of populations. And so that introduces technology in a way that other devices don't become as um, intimidating, I guess. So yeah. we've really kind of moved that, that um, platform. Uh, so can you share one or two success stories that would showcase healthcare in the home? Yeah, yeah, I can. You know, I think there's there's a couple um, that come to mind. One, one from a health system kind of operational efficiency side, and and you know because of HIPAA laws, we don't get to hear a lot of patient stories. But there's one, there's a patient story as well that I that I can share. So, on the health system side, uh, taking healthcare to the home drives more efficiency, right? Like, I think there. One of the things that surprised me when I got into healthcare was that most health systems, the very, the very healthiest, are operating between a one and a half and four percent operating margin. Right? It's I, I don't. It's very difficult to run a business in that type of financial climate. So the work they do has to be very precise. Um, we're seeing that the efficiencies gained by bringing care into the home is driving massive operational leverage. Right? They're they're being able to meet um, increased need and 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 demand with a fraction of the staff right so it's increasing capacity significantly we've got a customer who um during the pandemic saw an adoption i think that their adoption rose right they were already doing telemedicine they were they had done frankly very well at it um but their adoption increased by 300 percent over a over a in a two-month period 
and they actually saw a 21% uh, increase in staff capacity, right? They, were, they, they saw meaningful differentiators by keeping patients at home. Um, those were more outpatient issues altogether, um, but the same goes for, for what would historically or typically be inpatient scenarios, right? You get more efficiency, patients get better faster. Um, it's, it, it's a meaningful impact. Um, on the patient side, we, uh, we had a customer who, a pediatric physician, uh, who was part of a, a much larger group, um, uh, summertime, she had a patient, uh, a younger, you know, child who was going off to, um, to summer camp. She had, uh, extreme anxiety, you know, really meaningful behavioral health issues, separation. It was like, it was really hard. She got to camp, realized she didn't have a medication. Um, you know, the, the physician was able to pipe in remotely, uh, um, assess assess the patient, uh, make sure that there was no danger, that she was safe, um, fill the prescription, get it to her. And this, you know, this patient was able to stay at summer camp as a child. Um, the impact of having, of, you know, failing, right? Going home, not finishing out the summer, all those things uh, that can have, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that come along with that. And so the impact of that was significant. We've had other Providers who've who've uh, let us know that they've they've you know literally saved patient lives who were dealing with behavioral health issues that were suicidal and they were able to get on and coach them and work with them and check their med levels and um, so the the impact you know it's nice a lot of times we see things at a macro level right we see the the overall impact it's had but what a difference that makes to that individual to the individual's family right the things that the impact that has so it's it's been really I think one of the great things about working in the healthcare industry is it is so mission driven. You get to see the impact it has on human lives on a daily basis. Yeah. And to know that, that, that any geographic gap can be closed with digital solutions um, like telehealth is just absolutely wonderful and how meaningful that was in that uh, young patient's life as well as vulnerable seniors. Um, yeah. Great examples. Thank you for sharing those. And um, your first story related to uh, staffing um, with the nursing shortage that is, is going on and, and soon to be a provider shortage as well, any way that we can within healthcare use our resources um, more efficiently is, is a wonderful thing. So yeah. thank you for that. So what's next for e-visit? So I, there are a couple of trends that we're identifying in the market. Um, the first is I think I think when the pandemic hit everyone, the assumption was that it, it changed telemedicine for forever, right? It accelerated us by 20 years, uh, that we were never going to go back. We're seeing overall, if you look at you know public filings and utilization rates through payers and all the data that's available, we're seeing we're seeing utilization rates normalized between eight and twelve percent of where it was at the peak of the pandemic. Um, what I think the pandemic actually accelerated was the consumerization of care. Right, as as consumers, as, as we actually as patients, we became consumers. We started to look. We couldn't get in, for the most part, to the providers we had, were used to seeing. Right, we were we were locked down, so we were forced to find other avenues, other points of access, um, and started to explore. Our options and I think it's it's pushed us closer to the idea that experience matters right we are going to start consuming healthcare rather than than being a patient than, than waiting than than being reactive to care 
Um, and so if you look at eVisit today, um, as noted by, by Forrester and JD Power, you know, we are, we are the premier market leading virtual care platform in the market, which is important. But where we're headed is, is answering the key question of how do we help health systems craft excellent consumer experiences? Um, when a patient needs care, how do they get to care? Whether that care needs to be delivered in an exam room or, or via video or through chat. Um, it, it, it's not so much about where the care happens so long as, as, as much as it's about that the care happens and that the setting that it happens in is appropriate. So if I have a sinus infection and it's clearly a sinus infection, a chat-based interaction might be completely appropriate. If the symptoms lean more towards meningitis, I should probably be in an urgent care or emergency room setting, right? And so there's, there's, a, there's a wide gap there today. Um, so you'll see EVS become more of a care orchestration platform. How do we help patients find the right care for what they're experiencing? How do we help health systems craft excellent consumer experiences to guide their consumers to that right point of care? Yeah, great. I feel like the, what the pandemic also did for us was convince anyone who was skeptical about whether or not care could be provided um, digitally um, through telemedicine or, or other means. Um, it it uh, removed any shred of doubt that we could do that and do it successfully. So that was a, a great outcome to a, a horrible situation that we all lived through. Um, and, and I'm glad that we're on the other side of it or almost on the other side of it. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think catalytic events in healthcare happen only so often, right. And they're either initiated by legislation or by what we see at the time as, as crises. Right. And so I think the silver lining of the pandemic is it pushed and, and, and you need to understand in healthcare innovation, needs to be managed carefully, right? Because we're dealing with humans' lives where there's risk associated, but, it, but it, it, uh, it focused us as an industry really intently on how do we meet a need um, while still ensuring that the quality can be maintained. And so I think, I think it's been, for us at Eva's, it was, it was a great to see how we could lean in and really help our community um, and drive, drive that doctor-patient, provider-patient relationship and closer and, and maintain it. So it's, it's been a, it's been an interesting few years, but, but really rewarding. Right. And I also feel like being able to understand a patient's home environment helps us be more successful in rendering care that's meaningful for them too. So we yeah. get a peek into that environment and, and can do great things because of it. So um, before we close today, Brett, do you have anything more that you'd like to share with our audience about e-visit or your experience in this um, telehealth space? I don't think so, Tina. I appreciate the opportunity to, to come on the show and spend a little time together. Um, if the audience wants to know more about, about how e-visit can help, help uh, their health system or their, their provider group increase patient flow, maintain relationships, um, they can go to the website. They can request for more information, we'd be happy to, to talk through what we're seeing and how we're seeing it work and, um, and, and happy to be a resource there. Yeah, well, best of luck to you. It's been a pleasure talking to you today. And to the audience, thank you all for being here and I hope you'll join us soon on our next episode of Bringing Virtual Care Home. Thank you. Mm -hmm.